So it's graduation Sunday, and here later in the service, we are going to recognize and honor our graduates from high school and college. And I really wrestled with uh, what I was going to preach to you guys this morning, what I wanted to say. Um, at Worship Uncoiled, we have been, which is our Sunday night service for our students, we've been going through this series that has just been focused on a few things that I really want cemented into our students' minds. They're the things that as they transition either to a new phase in life or whether they are transitioning to just another grade, um, as they walk out the doors, there are a few things that I want them to remember, that I want continually cemented in their minds. And so as I considered what I was going to say this morning, I just kept coming back to what I had said to our students. Uh, because what God was telling me was that uh, what students need cemented into their minds is the same thing that adults of all ages need cemented into their minds. And so what I did is I took one of the lessons that I gave to them and I kind of reworked it and, uh, and giving it to you guys. So those of you that are students that have been at Worship Uncoiled, you guys have heard bits and pieces of this before, but you get to hear it again, which is awesome. Um, but um, but he, here's the deal. Um, it's easy on a morning like this morning where we're honoring graduates and it's the student minister that's preaching uh, to get kind of in the mindset of, well, that is such a good thing for those graduates to remember and kind of take what is being said and apply it to graduates. The truth is, this morning, no matter where you find yourself in life, no matter what age you are, no matter what position you may find yourself in, God has something for you. Whether you are in the room this morning or whether you're joining us online, thank you so much for joining us online. We appreciate that you are here with us and part of our online community. God has something for you this morning. And this morning is all about living your purpose. Living your purpose. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2, Paul is writing to this church in Ephesus. And the book of Ephesians is a really cool book. It's this book that is basically, here's how you live a life that follows Christ. And in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul is reminding his readers that they are saved by grace. That they are saved by grace. That, that it's not anything that they did. It's all what God did. And, and what Paul is communicating there is that God saw that we are valuable enough to be saved. We are saved because God says, you are valuable enough that I want to save you. Yes, I know what you did, but I want to save you. You are that valuable to me. And Paul makes this crystal clear before he goes into this talk on purpose. And I think it's so important that we understand this as well. Because too often, here's what happens. Too often, we define ourselves by our failures. Too often, we define ourselves by our failures. But God sees our failures... And he defines us, has always, will always define us by the value he has already placed on us. So often we define ourselves by our failures, but God sees our failures and defines us by the value he's already placed on us. And Paul makes this crystal clear. 
crystal clear. And, and it's so important as we begin to go into a talk on purpose that we understand that God doesn't define us by our failures. Our failures do not uh, discount the purpose that he has created us to serve. God has created us for a purpose. He has created you for a purpose. And then he continues, uh, those are the first nine verses of chapter two. He's all talking about you have value, you're saved by grace, uh, God saved you. And, and then he goes into verse 10 and he says this in verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. Other, other translations use this word masterpiece here. And, and here's what I love about this. Paul has said, you are valuable. You are saved by grace. God defines you by the value that, you've, you've, that he's already placed in you. He's setting up this idea that you are valuable enough to serve the purpose that God has created for you. And then he says, you're a masterpiece. You're God's workmanship. God is creating you to serve a purpose. And, and he goes on and he says, you're not only a masterpiece, you're not just uh, something that God created and he's like, well, that's really cool. And then he set it on a shelf and just forgot about it. No, you, you were created in Christ Jesus, what? For good works that God prepared beforehand that you should walk in them. Here's the truth. You have a purpose. You have a purpose. An individual purpose for your life. And here's what I love. If we can begin to understand what our purpose is, the direction of our life will become clear. And so we have to ask and answer the question, what is my purpose? Because when our purpose becomes clear, everything changes. When our purpose becomes clear, everything changes. I brought this with me today. This is, uh, it's a coat rack. And uh, I don't remember how long ago we got this coat rack. I don't remember where we got this coat rack. Uh, but we brought it home and it was supposed to sit or hang by our back door and hang coats. Um, and we brought it home and I set it down and I never got it hung up. Um, Right? That's, that's the way things go, right? And so, uh, so it sat around for, for quite a while. And then one day, uh, we looked at this coat rack and we realized the purpose of this coat rack was not to hang coats. The purpose for this coat rack suddenly became clear. And when purpose becomes clear, everything changes. Now, don't get me wrong. There are lots of coat racks out there that are holding coats. And that is their purpose, and they are doing it well, and they should do it well. It's just, that is not the purpose of this coat rack. The purpose of this coat rack is to plant garlic. I know, it sounds crazy. Our family loves to plant garlic. Every year around Thanksgiving, we go out and we plant six to seven hundred cloves of garlic. Now, we used to do it this way. We used to go out and we would have our little area set out and we try to do four, go, four garlic and then a little space and then four more garlic and we would dig each hole by hand and put a clove in and cover it up. Now, as you can imagine, this took lots of time and our rows, you know, after you do so many can kind of get wonky. Um, and so, 
so then we realized, wow, this coat rack did not have the purpose to hang coats. It's a garlic planter. <laughs> we take this and we turn it over and we step on it. And when we pull it out of the ground, there are four perfectly spaced, perfect depth holes for planting garlic. Our rows are cleaner, they're straighter, and it is a whole lot faster digging four holes at once than digging one hole at a time with our fingers. When our purpose becomes clear, everything changes. Hear me. You have a purpose. Now, your purpose may be to be a coat rack. Awesome. Be a coat rack. Your purpose may be to look like a coat rack, but plant garlic. And if that's your purpose, plant garlic. The question becomes, how do we find our purpose? How do we find our purpose? Now, before I go into specifically how to find our purpose, um, I want to talk about a few mistakes we make when we're searching for our purpose. So often when we think about our purpose, um, we make a couple mistakes that I think are detrimental to uh, living out the purpose that God has designed for us. The first mistake is this. We assume we don't have a purpose because our platform isn't big enough. We assume that we're here, but before we can really serve God's purpose, we've got to be here. Or we're not popular enough, or we're not on stage, or we're, we're not fill in the blank. We say, my platform, the life that I'm living right now, is not big enough to serve God's purpose. That's the first mistake we make. The second mistake we make is similar to that. We try to copy someone else's purpose. We assume that we need to copy someone else's purpose. What we do is we have someone that has been very influential in our life, that has done great things, and we have some of the similar traits as that person, and we assume that we have to be exactly like that purpose, that person, and serve their purpose. We assume we look like a coat rack, we have hangers like a coat rack, so our purpose must be to be a coat rack. But in Ephesians, Paul says, you are his workmanship. We were never created as cookie cutter humans where we are supposed to go out and find someone and say, that's the purpose I'm supposed to live right there. No, you are his workmanship. You, you were created for good works. You were created for good works, which God has already prepared for you. You see, you have a purpose specifically designed for you. So let's not fall into these traps. Let's not fall into these traps where we think my platform isn't big enough or I have to be like that person before I can serve a purpose. Because the truth is, right now, in the spring of 2023, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, God has a purpose for you when you walk out those doors. Right now. Not later. Now. 
God has a purpose and he's already set you up to serve his purpose for his kingdom. Let's look at this verse again. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Here's what I love about this. This last part, God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are created for good works. Do you realize that God has specifically placed inside of you the gifts, the talents, and the abilities to serve his purpose? God has specifically placed inside of you the interests, the things you enjoy to serve his purpose. And here's what he did. He said, I am going to create you and I am going to plant you on earth in Indiana around your circle of influence with these likes and talents and abilities to serve my kingdom. And then I'm going to set up all these other people around you and plant them in Indiana. And it's going to be this beautiful thing where people of the same interests get together and you impact them because of what I've already placed in you. You see, the ability to live your purpose is already part of who you are. The ability to live your purpose is already a part of who you are. It's already ingrained in you and designed in you and placed in you by God when he created you. We just have to live it. And so the question becomes, one I've already asked, how do we find our purpose? I've... I've um, Got a few questions that kind of tap into helping us figure out the way that God has designed us. Help us figure out the purpose that God has placed in our lives. And, and here they are. What are you talented at? What are you talented at? What are the things that you go out and it's just a natural ability for you to do those things well? What are you passionate about? What's your passion project? What's the thing that if someone says, hey, do you know anything about fill in the blank? You would be like, oh, do I? Absolutely. Let me tell you all about that. What's your passion project? What's, what are you passionate about? What do you enjoy doing? What are the things that you got some free time and you are going to go and you are going to fill your free time with those things? And what do people say you're good at? See, when we begin to ask these questions, a few things happen. One, we realize that maybe some things in our lives that we thought were completely separate from church, completely separate from God, like we have our God area and we have our interests area and the things we enjoy. Maybe those things were designed and created by God in us specifically to work together to serve his purpose. Suddenly, our hobbies become our purpose. They become the things that we can use to impact people with those same hobbies for God's kingdom. And, and when we ask these questions, uh, another thing that happens is we can answer these questions no matter what phase of life we're in. The way that I answer these questions right now 
is completely different than the way that I would have answered these questions when I graduated high school. And the way that I will answer these questions when I am 65 years old is probably going to be completely different than the way I answer these questions right now in my life. You see, because God designed for us a purpose that is not a purpose that is in the past that we have completed and we're done and we don't serve a purpose anymore. God did not design for us a purpose that is a purpose in the future that we will get to someday, but we don't serve a purpose right now. God designed for us a purpose that is now. It's now when we are in elementary school. It's now when we are in high school and college. It's now when we are in our 30s and 40s. It's now when we are in our 70s, 80s, 90s. Until we take our last breath, God has a purpose. And the beautiful thing is we can constantly come back to these questions and the Holy Spirit can speak to us and say, right now, right now in May of 2023, here's what I've placed in you to go out and live your purpose. Allow those things that I've already... Whoa, that was close. Allow those things that I've already put in you to to intersect with me and my love. And then spread my love in those circles of influence of people that are interested in those same things. Because the truth is, you have a purpose. Right now. Not in the past. Not in the future. Right now. You have a purpose. And so I give a practical challenge every single week. Every single week, uh, I ask our students uh, to do one thing. And, and I'm, I'm really intentional about making it one thing. Uh, because when they walk out the doors, I want them to say, if I want to take just one step in my faith, what am I going to do? And so I want to give you guys a practical challenge. Just one thing. If you want to take one step in your faith. And that's this. This week answer some of those questions we talked about. Sit down and really think about it. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you about what your purpose is. What are you talented at? What do you enjoy doing? What are you passionate about? What do people say you're good at? Allow the Holy Spirit to say, hey, you know, you are really good at this or you really enjoy this. You're really passionate about this. And, and, and allow yourself to rethink the way that we think about our purpose. Because a lot of times God has placed things in our lives that we assume are completely separate from God that God says, oh, no, 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 no. Those go hand in hand with me. You're impacting people in those areas that I specifically designed for you to impact with my love. So this week, answer those questions. This week, go out and live your purpose. Let me pray. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for designing us with a purpose that we are not just people that are set on a shelf and forgotten about, but that you designed us to serve a purpose and impact people for your kingdom. God, I pray that as we move forward from here, that we would live the purpose that you've placed in us. And God, that, uh, that we would recognize the areas that you've already set up for us to succeed. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.